0: Welcome to the Bible Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and I'm here to help you understand what you just read in the Bible. Hello! everybody. I am so glad you're on this journey with me. If you are new, welcome. If you have any questions on how the podcast is laid out, you can listen to my introduction episode. And everyone is welcome to go to my website, bmepodcast.com to drop me a note, ask any questions, or just get up to date on the podcast with the resources I have there, including links to all of my pop culture references. This week is week 22. We are in First Kings one through four, Second Chronicles chapter one, Song of Songs or Song of Solomon's 1 through 8 and we have a few Psalms and some Proverbs. Uh, Timeline is 970 BC to 950 BC so 20 years so we're gonna go over quite a bit of stuff. Um, Anyway I'm so glad you're here with me and let's just jump on in. A little side note real quick I am in a silly mood let's see what happens. So 1 Kings chapter 1. I (laughs) hmm I I think we can say it is good to be king. We find out that David is getting on up there in years and the blankets were just not keeping him warm enough. And so, two bodies can generate better heat. The people decide not just anybody will help keep the king warm but a beautiful woman who will be his nurse as well. But she, you know, she doesn't do anything, like, nothing bad. Like, they, she literally is just sleeping in the bed with him to keep him warm. Men, sounds good, but But I've seen some places and I just would not bet on that being your outcome when you retire. Ladies, it's probably not for us either. And then we find an opportunist because, you know, they are everywhere and sees the king as kind of incapacitated. So he, the opportunist or Adonijah, whichever you want to call him, sets himself up as king, which as an Israelite, he should know that that's not how any of this works, but alas, he tries. So yeah. And this opportunist was the son after Aval Epsalom. So that just further proves that he did not think any of this through because if it didn't go well for his dad, what makes him think it's going to go well for him. Then what really surprises me about all of this is that Joab and Abathar gave Adonijah their support. I mean, Joab has been in David's camp on his side, has been with him, has murdered for him, and he turns on him. I do have a quick thought because my mom and I were talking about this. This is not biblical in any way. This is just personal opinion and observation. But part of me wonders if Joab, the reason that Joab turned, was because of all the things that David had him do. And he just kind of freaks out for the moment, like a late life crisis. And that's why he does this, because as we know later on, he just he accepts his fate. So anyway, beyond that, we do know though that Zadok, Benaniah, Nathan, Shemai, and Ray, Ri <laughs> Guys, my ability to say names has not gotten any better in the last week. We're having none of it. I'm guessing they knew exactly what why Adonijah becoming king was a terrible idea. And petty, thou's name is Adonijah, so you're an opportunist and petty because you went and made sacrifices and didn't invite Nathan and Shemai and Rei to the party. I mean, to be fair, they'd probably be party poopers with their, this is wrong and you know it nagging. Adonijah underestimated Nathan who knew exactly where to go and that was Solomon's mama, Bathsheba. <laughs> He knows you never, never mess with a woman's kid. And that doesn't matter what species it is. Nathan tells Bathsheba what to say to David. And she does just that. And then Nathan comes in and is like, hey, King David, uh, did you make your son Adonijah king? Because he's sacrificing and having a big party. I mean, I wasn't invited and neither was your loyal servants because we didn't realize you had made him king. David is like, uh, call Bathsheba back here. Solomon will be declared king today. And so everyone is directed what to do. And soon there was a huge and very loud procession following Solomon to the point that Adonijah and his party guests hear it. They see Jonathan, some of Abathar, who's like, hey, buddy, what's up? He's like, yeah, so Solomon is being made king today and the guests, knowing what that meant and have been to a few parties where the cops were called, I'm sure, hightailed it out of there as if they were never there. (laughs) They're like, oh, gotta go. Adonijah didn't really have that luxury and so he did the only thing he could do. He asked for mercy from Solomon and Solomon grants this mercy as long as Adonijah is worthy. But if evil is found, well, Adonijah will die. First Kings chapter two, (laughs) we get everything that David wants Solomon to understand and do once he dies. These are the most important words that Solomon should know and remember, including the fact even though David was old, he did not forget what Joab did. And while he doesn't say kill him per se, he does say make sure his life is a living hell before he gets to the grave, you know, in the current vernacular. And then David dies after 40 years of reign, and Solomon takes the throne. Now, like David before him, Adonijah goes to Bathsheba to see if she can get a wife for him, specifically Abishag, the Shunammite, you know, the beautiful one that got to, that laid with David to keep him warm. Yeah, he wants her. Unfortunately, (laughs) this does not work in Adonijah's favor. Yet again, he goes, but Bathsheba tells her son, and Solomon's like, Mom, I don't know if you know this, but that request is a disguise to take over the kingdom from me. And Solomon's like, you know what? I will kill Adonijah, and Adonijah, just like so many, all you had to do was stay quiet, and you just couldn't do it. It kind of reminds me of, like, Ron White, where... (laughs) and the cop tells him that uh, you have the right to remain silent and he goes I had the right I did not have the ability and poor Adonijah just did not have the ability he's killed it was for Abathar to face his disloyalty and Solomon banishes him but doesn't kill him because he did carry the ark for his father's sake but he does take his priesthood as well then Joab hearing all of this flees to the altar of God to which Solomon responds to Bidaniah do as Joab says and kill him he he killed two people without David's knowledge and his blood should be on him and not Solomon in the kingdom. To deal with Shammai, Solomon says to stay in Jerusalem, but if he leaves, then he will surely die, which sounds like a good reason not to leave. But three years go by and his slaves run away to Gath and without thinking of why he was in Jerusalem, goes and gets them and then returns. Solomon is there shaking his head at him and said, I told you and you went and messed around and now you will find out you will die. And he did literally mess around and find out it's death you get death chapter 3 and 2nd chronicles chapter 1 we see that things are going pretty well for Solomon so far he marries the Egyptian pharaoh's daughter making an alliance he finishes building the palace and the wall around Jerusalem however since he hasn't built the temple yet he and others were sacrificing in high places we also see that Solomon is walking with the Lord and is following David's instructions he is doing so well that God comes to him and says ask for anything and I will give it to you Solomon's Like you've given me everything I could ever want and you've blessed my father and myself, but I have no idea how to run a kingdom properly. So I need some wisdom. This pleased God so much. He said, not only will I give you wisdom and discernment, there will never be another one as wise as you are. And because you didn't ask for money, fame, or fortune, power, etc. I will give you those things as well. When Solomon awoke, he realized it was a dream and went to Jerusalem and stood before the ark to sacrifice burnt and fellowship offerings, then gave a feast to all of his court. Then we see one of the wisest decisions and something we still use today, a court case. (laughs) Where court cases set precedent, well... This is one of the first ones that we have used since it happened. Two women come into Solomon's court and they had a baby between them, but one of the women's baby had died and woman A says that woman B switched their babies so that woman A had the dead child and woman B had the alive child. So Solomon says, well, we'll just cut them in half. And this first, freaks the real mother out and tells Solomon woman B can have the child as long as no harm comes to him and so Solomon declares that woman A is the rightful mother because she would rather lose her child than see it hurt just remember that as a lesson kids men wink wink Nudge nudge. Okay. In first Kings four, uh, we get to see all the new leaders of Solomon. We are also given to know what it was like in the kingdom as Solomon's empire expanded from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines to the border of Egypt. And all of the countries therein (laughs) gave tribute to him, which today would cover parts of Syria, Iraq, Lebanon, Jordan, a tip of Turkey, and of course what we know of Israel today. And boy. Did we see that not only did God bless Solomon with land and people, but he economically blessed him as well. I also love that when going over his wisdom, it really does cover everything like plant life, animals, birds, fish. He could write songs, almost every proverb, and he shared that with people, and really what most of us know is, you know, commonplace wisdom today, but it was all given to Solomon. So I think that's fascinating. (laughs) But you know, I think we can turn back to the Bible and see all the wisdom. It has all the wisdom, guys. Then you were to read the Song of Songs or the Song of Solomon, whichever your Bible puts it. It doesn't matter. It is, as you know, a very passionate love story, for sure, for those of us who are lacking in the passion romantic department. your host. We have this to read. However, I will not be going over this at all. So if you have any questions or a particular on a particular passage or want to talk about it, go ahead and go to the website bmepodcast.com. We could talk about it there, but I'm not talking about it here for many reasons. Um, But one is that sometimes my maturity comes across like as if I were a 12-year-old boy when I read this. I don't mean to, it just does. So we're going to skip all that (laughs) and we go into Proverbs and my favorite Proverbs from the reading is chapter 1 verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, which also means that Fools despise God. Yikes. So if you despise God, you might want to think about that. Proverbs 8 through 19, do not hang out with a bad crowd. It will come back to bite you in the butt, no matter what your intentions were, and even even corrupt you to be just like them. As you know, whoever your friends are or who you are. I'm sure you've heard your parents iterate that at least once in some way. Then there's chapter 2, verses 12 through 15, being wise will save you from wicked men you will be able to discern what they are up to and keep yourself from going down that path. Thank you, Lord. Please give me that wisdom. Uh, Also in chapter two, verses 16 through 19, men, this is for you. If you seek wisdom, it can keep you from being with a woman you should not be with and keep your life from being a complicated and awful mess. So really think about that one. Women, same to you though. I've seen the TikToks guys. I think both sexes can talk about red flags. So get you some wisdom so you can discern the red flag and walk away. Chapter 3 verses 1 through 35. For all that is good Please seek wisdom from God. Your life will go much better and save you from unnecessary heartache if you follow him and let his wisdom guide you. That's really the overarching thing of Solomon's life and our passages. I will give you this little tidbit. So my my car and my phone have not been compatible for a few weeks. Like my phone went through a major update and suddenly my phone, when people would call me on my phone in the car, it wouldn't go through the Bluetooth. So I'd have to, I, it's been going on for weeks. Couldn't stand it. I was in a quiet place yesterday. And I just thought, God, I have not asked you for wisdom, of how to handle this problem. I feel dumber that I have not asked you yet. I felt so dumb. So anyway, I prayed to God. I was like, God, if, if you will grant me mercy and please, please give me wisdom on this. I will really appreciate it. Sure enough, got in my car, did, you know, a thought came to mind of how I could fix it and it fixed it. So praise be to God and don't forget to ask him for wisdom, even on things as your phone in your car. That is where we end for this week. I do want to say with next week being all proverbs, there won't be as long of an episode, but I'll have my favorites or the ones that step all over my toes. So if you're into hearing some tea about me and and where I struggle, please join me next week. Otherwise, have a most fabulous week this week and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. (coughs)